Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Today we're going to be talking about using solar as an improvement to your house, and we want to just evaluate whether or not that's going to result in an increase in the value of your home. Now, solar is a big investment. We're talking about something, you know, $10,000, $20,000, but so is all the other kind of improvements that you make to your home. So often when you're going to be listing a home um, or thinking about it maybe next year, people a lot of times will start to make improvements to their house. They'll do things like spruce up the, their house or their condo. They're sp- they'll spend $1,000 on paint or, or touching up the woodwork or just making sure that the landscaping's good. And in my experience, I've fixed up kitchens and, and replaced some fixtures in bathrooms to kind of make everything look good. Um, and, and also what I found is it's much better to make those improvements when you're living there because at least you can enjoy them instead of getting everything fixed up and say, all right, here it is to the new buyer because you're going to spend the same amount of money. But but one of the things that, that has always been a, a big question is homeowners are saying, hey, I'm going to put money into to solar for my house. Am I going to get that money back in case I end up selling the house later? So what I did is I started to look at actual data for home improvements and, and really evaluating whether or not the cost of that improvement would pay back in terms of the resale value of the home when it's sold. And and there's been a bunch of studies like this, not necessarily about solar. That's a new study. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, some of the best data I saw was uh, from HGTV. And they have a list of a dozen or so improvements. And I just kind of looked at the top five home improvements that, that one could make. And they, they have the data as far as what that would result in an increase in the value of the house. So here, here's the top five list. First one is a minor bathroom remodel. Um, and, and those would cost, on the average, $10,500. And the increase in the value of the house was $10,700. So there was a 102% improvement. Um, save 2%. You, you, you get back 2%. Um, next one, landscaping with a designer. So that means you hire a landscape designer and they say, you know, put some bushes here and move the lawn over here. And then you go do the work. That's about $5,000 and you get $5,000 back. So it's a break even, 100%. Um, minor kitchen remodels. Um, kitchen remodeling and bathroom re- remodeling, they can be kind of expensive. So this the, the average minor kitchen remodel cost 14,900 and it resulted in an increase in the value of the home of 14,700. So 98%. You lose 2%, but hey, you know, you got a nice kitchen, you might as well enjoy it. Exterior improvements, it's painting or changing windows and doors or just kind of fixing things up. $7,200 and the uh, the payback in terms of increase in the value was 6,900. So at 96%, you lose 4%. Another one was uh, converting an attic into a bedroom. That's a bigger expense, $39,000 and then people would get back 37,000 in terms of extra value. Yeah, you can understand, hey, we're putting in a new room, so it goes from like a three-bedroom house to a four-bedroom house, but costing you almost $40,000. So a lot of these improvements are also pretty disruptive. Um, it, you have a lot of difficult design decisions. Where are you going to put the countertops? What color are you going to paint? Things like that. And, and it's inconvenient. While you have uh, contractors inside the house, um, you're working with designers, and, and it could take weeks or months to finish this work. And so I, I've made lots of those improvements, friends have, and, and I've certainly done quite a bit of solar. And and going back even almost 15 years, customers would ask this question. And the best data we could come up with until recently was from the Appraisal Institute. And, and it wasn't specifically solar, but the Appraisal Institute did studies to see how much um, the value of the house would increase 
if you were to make energy saving improvements. So here's an example, and, and, and the, the data basically works out in this way, that you would get $20,000 of value back for every $1,000 of energy savings. And we'll kind of go into what that means in a minute. But that was a good starting point. So here's, here's the way it would work out for a typical 5,000-watt solar system that would be installed. The average size is about 5,000 watts. So you could look nationwide, it ends up being about uh, 3,600 watts, but uh, most places it's a little bit bigger. So 5,000-watt system, average price is about $20,000. After the investment tax credit, that's $14,000. And that's going to save about $150 a month. Now, keep in mind, these numbers are going to vary quite a bit, but I just wanted to come up with some general numbers to see how these appraisal institute numbers work. So, so based on the energy savings, it would increase the value of the house by $36,000. That's a pretty big number. Uh, and it would cost 14000 I kind of look at those numbers and I say, boy, that's a slam dunk. But I think those numbers are probably a little bit on the high side. And they apply for generalized energy efficiency measures, maybe for things like you know, updating your furnace or, or insulation rather than a bigger investment for solar. The good thing and the topic of today's show is that there's a new Lawrence Berkeley study that specifically looks at thousands and thousands of homes with solar, and they compared them to thousands and thousands of comparable homes without solar. And what they found is that the increase in the value of the house was equal to $4 a watt. Which and and what we'll, what that means, and we in the solar industry we size everything by watts. That means that for a typical 5,000 watt system, that's what many people get: 20 panels. It would increase the value by $20,000, and that's where the, five, the $4 a watt comes in, which, which is really interesting to me and, and very significant because um, it, the house value goes up by $20,000, but the average after-tax credit cost to that, because you've got this uh, 30% investment tax credit, is $14,000. So you come out uh, $6,000 ahead, and it, it's kind of a slam dunk. It's a, it's a pretty good study. So when I can kind of compare that to all these other remodeling efforts, uh, solar works out to be 143%. You get 43% of your money back. It's great. Uh, and the best thing that you could get comparably is a, a minor bathroom remodel, which is only going to bring back 2%. And the other nice thing about solar, we'll talk about this in a moment, is it's it's just very straightforward. Um, I, I think this is a really big deal. And the, one of the reasons is that uh, the typical period of home ownership is seven years. Now, many people, when they buy a house, they expect to be there for a while. But we're in a very mobile society. Lots of people don't plan on moving, but kids go to different schools, job changes, things like that. Um, it, it It's much more likely, it's very likely that if you have a house, that you will be moving in seven years. That's just kind of the way it works out. So it's it's useful to look at solar as a valuable home improvement. And the nice thing is, if you were to to put solar in, you're going to save money while you're there. And the other nice thing, and this is just the reality, is that there's there's no maintenance. uh, As long as you've got some rain, God wash the panels, there's negligible degradation. So that 5-kilowatt system you put in now is going to be putting out darn close to 5 kilowatts, even 20 years from now, with uh, negligible maintenance. So, so it's, it's a useful thing to think about, and I'm not necessarily suggesting, hey, if you're going to sell your house, now's the time to put in solar. you probably got a zillion other things on your mind. There's a reason you're selling the house. But it's just a useful thing to consider because it's an investment, 
in which you're going to very clearly get your money back. Now, let's talk about the whole house buying process and what happens and, and my experiences over the past 15 years or so with, with people with solar on the house. Now, first of all, the, the person in the driver's seat is going to be uh, you as a seller, your, your family, plus the realtor. And you're going to interview a bunch of realtors, you're going to trust their judgment, see what they say. So when when you start talking to realtors, first of all, everything about your house is terrific. It's great. They love your house. You're a wonderful person. They love your cat, your dogs, your kids. Everything is great and they, until they get the listing. Um, and, and when they do get the listing, here's how things will change in my experience is that they will begin to highlight the things that they think are going to get the most money for the house, which is good. They also, in, in almost every single case, will highlight solar uh, as long as you've done a good job on the solar system. I'll talk that talk about that in a minute. And in my experience, you, they'll have a picture of the solar. They'll have a picture of a swimming pool if you have that or anything like that. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing from a realtor's perspective just to the feature of solar because it does attract people. Um, it's, it's become, uh, there's some green cachet with it, but also it means that the house is going to have a, a lower electric bill. It's going to cost less to operate. Now, that, that's what the realtor says. Now, put, put the other hat on. Let's say you're buying a house. Let's look at it from the perspective of a buyer. Well, the reality is, quite frankly, some people just don't like the look of solar panels. And I get that comment all the time. And that's why usually people are going to say, hey, I want to put the solar panels on the back of my house rather than on the front. And and there's there's good and bad ways to install the solar. If you install, or in, install the solar in a nice rectangular array, it looks better. I've got lots and lots of installations where the, the solar is just this black area of glass and it just looks like a skylight and, and it looks pretty good. What's um, and, and also, wherever possible, I like to put the solar on, on the back of the house or the side. But if your house is facing due south and that's the front of the house, there's lots of people that like that. And, and what's fascinating about this is that the attitudes about solar have changed in my personal experience over the past 15 years or so. Just, just uh, here's a, an interesting anecdote, and this is when it really dawned on me a few years ago. Um, I was meeting with a, an old customer that we installed the solar system for in San Jose in 2002, and they wanted to put more solar panels in. And we had originally put in a fairly big system, size of the system, everything was fine, but their, their usage increased. Now, the reason the usage increased is they added onto the house and then, but also the homeowner was an avid tomato gardener and he has lots of these lights and he's, he's kind of lighting his uh, seeds with, with LED and fluorescent lighting. And it just was a lot of energy consumption. So he's really looking at, gee, where can I put more solar panels? Now in 2002, he was the first one on his block with solar. And his wife said, you're not putting those things on the front of the house because the house was facing south. So we ended up putting all the solar panels on the back of the house on, on what's called a reverse tilt. Now, what's happened over the past dozen years or so, now there's a lot of other people on his block that have solar panels. And the solar panels are like, boom, right in front of the house. And when I was meeting with him, his wife has said, you know, you can put the solar panels on the front now because we were the first ones on the block with solar. And now we're proud to have the solar panels on the front. It's kind of a form of conspicuous consumption um, that they just want to show that they're, they're, they're green, they're environmentally friendly. Some people call it a green cachet. Um, probably the same thing happened with garages and, and cars and chimneys 100, 150 years ago where people are saying, hey, I've got the latest and greatest. And, and now solar is one of those latest and greatest things. Now, my personal experience, I've moved around a few times and I've sold a, a house with solar panels on it. And the panels, and this was kind of going back almost 10 years, but the solar panels – 
were a primary feature emphasized by the realtor. And they were not in a conspicuous place. They were on the garage out of the way. And the, and the, the realtor was saying, hey, this is a solar-powered house, um, which was kind of cool. Uh, but my, I have a little bit more recent experience. My wife was selling condos in a building that, that um, she fixed up. And one of the condos out of four had solar panels. And without a doubt, the condo that had the solar panels sold first and sold for way more money. And if I had to do it over again, I would have said, hey, let's put solar on, um, let's let's put in two inverters and put solar on two units instead of one big inverter on one unit. So it's kind of interesting. And, and then there's there's something that also happens in the new home construction market. We'll get get to that in a minute. Now, so we're talking about the, 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 the realtor, the buyer, the seller. What about from the bank standpoint? And one would think that the banks would say, hey, if you have solar on the roof, you're going to have more free cash flow because your electric bill is going to be lower. And that would definitely seem to make sense. But I, I really haven't seen any change in banks' behavior as far as their uh, ability to say, hey, we'll give you a bigger mortgage to cover the solar because the solar is going to reduce your energy consumption. They haven't quite gotten to that. So so there's been all this anecdotal information. There's the Appraisal Institute study about how solar improves things, but it really wasn't that rigorous. It wasn't a great study. So um, hats off to the people at Lawrence Berkeley National Labs, and they just released a study called Selling into the Sun, Price Premium Analysis of a Multi-State Data Set of Solar Homes. And this was published in uh, January of 2015. So it's pretty new. Um, I won't go into a lot of the details of who participated, but it was a national survey. They looked at, um, right now, there's over 500,000 homes in the U.S. that have rooftop solar PV systems. And they're specifically looking at PV systems. Um, and, and, you know, these little studies indicated that there's an increase in value. So now they did this detailed study, and they found 150,000 host-owned systems. So, so out of the, the many houses that have solar, they were really focusing on the houses in which the homeowner owned the system. They weren't third-party owned. In other words, there wasn't a lease or a PPA related to the house. This is where a customer bought the system or borrowed money for the system where they owned it. And that's important. We'll talk about that in a minute. Now, this is also a, a study that went over a fairly long period from 2002 to 2012. So we got over a dozen, we got 10 years of uh, data in there. And it also covered eight states. So this just isn't a California study. They covered California, Connecticut, Florida, Massachusetts, Maryland, North Carolina, New York, and Pennsylvania. Now, the 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 biggest states really are um, California and some places on the East Coast. But I, I think it's definitely representative because some of these states have, have high rates, some low rates, and, and very different characteristics. They ended up with a final data set of about 23,000 total transactions. And they had to kind of boil this down because they wanted to compare apples to apples and compare similar properties and similar locations and in similar time frames so that the data was really uh, comparable and useful. So here's what they found. Um, and and uh, it's it's a good study, and heck, it's something that, that we're going to start mentioning to our solar customers because it really does assuage some of their concern about the value of the system. What they found is home, home buyers consistently have been willing to pay more for a property with solar, regardless of the state, regardless of the status of the housing market, whether you're in a boom or bust period, and regardless of the home type and regardless of the incentives. And the average premium was about $4 a watt, or for the average 3.6 kilowatt system, as they say in the study, it's about $15,000. And, you know, as, as I mentioned, five kilowatt system here um, in, in California at $4 a watt. So it's, it's an increase in home value 
of $20,000 for that average five kilowatt system. That's pretty big, as I mentioned, especially since if you were to buy that system and kind of at the high end cash price, it's only going to cost you $14,000. That's, that's pretty good. So this applies everywhere, in California and elsewhere. The incentives don't matter because those are, those were incentives that reduce the buyer's cost, and this is the, the buyer of the system cost. And then this system's this study strictly looking at what happens to the resale value of the house. And even though the the costs of the solar systems have come down a lot in terms of before credit, fifteen years ago it was ten dollars a watt. Now we're less than four dollars a watt. These premiums still applied, and. Um, whether it was new homes or existing homes, because a lot of people are buying new homes, you get the same bump if you're buying a um, a new home. Now, what I found with home builders, and and there are a number of the big national home builders who were who were constructing entire developments where every single house has solar, um, or every single house is pre-wired for solar, and there's kind of a, a you know not a hard sell, but it's solar is one of those standard options. You sit down and you say, all right. You want to get this lot, here's the standard design. Do you want a granite countertop? Do you want an extra bathroom here? And do you want solar? And a lot of people now are, are just checking off the solar. And it's in in a in a, a new home construction business where you're making a lot of homes at once, it definitely is cheaper to install solar when you're building that tract home. Now, just as I mentioned on a previous show, if you're remodeling a home or you're building a custom home, that solar is going to cost a little bit more. That's just kind of the reality. But for a tract home builder, solar is cheaper. And what I've also found is typically when they're putting solar on new homes in a tract home, the systems are typically smaller. So it, it doesn't really make that much sense for the home builder to say we're putting in a, 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 an 8-kilowatt system uh, because an 8-kilowatt system versus a 3-kilowatt system, 3-kilowatt system will fit anywhere. Uh, the, the home builder says, hey, it has solar whether it's a big or small system. So it is a nice checkoff thing for the home builder to say, hey, we've got solar, even though it's not really that big system. And what, what the study also found is that, and this is kind of consistent with kind of regardless of the size, there's a green cachet. People will pay a certain amount just to have solar. And then the the value of the solar goes up a little bit more slowly as the value of, as the size of the system increases. Now, what's also interesting in this study, which, which, which was was kind of a surprise, it doesn't really make sense to me, is that the the incremental value of the system depreciates based on the system's age. So if you put in a solar system now, 2015, um, you're going to definitely get $4 a watt back as long as you sell the house fairly soon. But that system that I put in for customers in 2002, they're not quite getting $4 a watt back, even though the system hasn't depreciated much as all. They're getting, they're getting less. So essentially, the new systems are worth more than old systems. And I think it's probably because people have the perception that it's going to wear out, whereas the reality is it just doesn't wear out. Um, and they're going to be doing more research into kind of understanding this. But there is a kind of a straight line depreciation value of the solar that's actually faster then the solar system's output actually depreciates. But it still really doesn't matter. You're still coming way up ahead. Now, really important thing about this study, it applies to systems that are owned, not leased. And I haven't seen a study yet uh, that, that applies to leased systems. And, and one of the reasons why the study applies to own, not leased, is when you lease a system, it's a liability. So you've got to make those payments for 15, 20, 25 years. And let's say um, that you you had a 20-year lease on the system and you were paying $150 a month for the lease. Over 20 years, and let's not even talk about the lease escalation payments, just a straight line, you're going to pay about $30,000 for that system. So if you were to sell your house 
and you have a lease system on it, five years into your lease, so you've got 15 years left on your lease, you owe the leasing company $22,500. And there's negotiations that are involved. There's other adjustments, but these are just kind of very round numbers. So you're going to have to pay that lease off from the proceeds of, of the house sale, or the new buyer is going to have to undertake that lease. And you may find out that you're going to have to discount the house by $22,500 or something in that neighborhood. Or the buyer may say, I don't want the solar, take it off. And um, it's, it's kind of get into this extra negotiation. And, and um, that, that's one of the big reasons why I'm not crazy about leases. Um, you have to convince the new owner to take over the lease. And that new owner is going to have to qualify for the lease because you had to go through a qualification process. So look at your FICO store and the whole thing. And remember, the new owner of the house can just go right out after they buy the house and, and lease the system for zero money down. So if they wanted solar, they can probably say, yeah, take yours off. And then if I want solar, I'm just going to go get another lease uh, for zero money down. So um, the, <laughs> what's interesting is that the solar leasing companies have a, an entire specialized department to handle the ownership changes of, of solar in these situations. So anecdotally, uh, very clearly, you get the value back if you own it. Anecdotally, you're unlikely to get the full value back if you lease it. And as I mentioned, if, you're, if you have to pay off the lease for $22,500, you might have saved $5,000 on electricity over the five years that you've owned the system. You're going to have a net loss of about $17,000. And uh, very clearly what I found is smart home buyers and smart buyers realtors are not going to pay more for a house with lease systems. We, very clearly they will pay more for the house based on this Lawrence Berkeley study if it's an owned system. Uh, but, however... Um, that's not to say that the all leases are bad. The leases are definitely good because they've enabled you to uh, do something that's good for the environment. You've got the green cachet, so your house has sold. It's just, there's definitely benefits there, but it's not going to be a big financial benefit, and that's the thing that I want to caution you about. So just kind of wrapping up, conclusions here. This, this Lawrence Berkeley study is a great study based on the resale value of, of homes with solar. And it, it clearly, when you compare it to other home improvements and, and just the certainty that you're going to get with this, solar is the best home improvement you can make. And I've never really been able to say that because the Appraisal Institute study was a little bit squishy and it didn't specifically apply to solar. But uh, now it definitely does. And, and there's lots of, of anecdotes of people out there that have gotten a bump. But this study really boils it down that that you're going to increase the value of your home uh, by about $20,000 for that typical 5-kilowatt system. And the really great thing about it is that that increase in value of $20,000 is only going to cost you $14,000 after the tax credit and probably less if you shop around for an installer. So, so that's great. Um, and, and the other takeaway for the study is you want to make sure you own the system and you don't lease it, to, so you really make sure you get that money back. And then you have options. If 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 there's cash, if you're a little bit short on cash, um, and if you don't have that $15,000 or so for a good size system, maybe you put in a smaller system. Because even that smaller system, not a 5-kilowatt system, but a 3-kilowatt system, is still going to have that green cachet. You're still going to get that $4 a watt back or so. And there's lots of financing options also out there for people. They can uh, get a PACE loan. There's uh, bank loans. And some of the big solar leasing companies are also now offering loans, which is great. So here's the thing. Remember, the cost of installing the system is going to be much less than the increase in value to the buyer. And whether you uh, when you look at other home improvements like bathrooms, landscaping, kitchen improvements, painting, you're lucky to get your money back. With solar, you're going to get your money back and you're going to save money along the way. And, and this is going to be the case for the foreseeable future. Don't worry. 
I know, I can guarantee this, that on the average, electric rates are going to continue to go up. And I also know, based on our experience and all the data that's in the industry, that these old solar systems are still going to be cranking out energy for 10, 20, 30 years. They're, they're guaranteed to crank out that energy. And uh, there's, there's, for all intents and purposes, zero maintenance. Well, that's all the time we've got on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us, joining us today. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. 